Tonight Show. We have artistic director and choreographer, Khalid Freeman. And now for your host, Cool Park. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Cool Card on another episode of Kicking the Cool Card. This is episode 72, y'all. We're racking them up. We're racking them up. Hey, last week I had Siobhan Ashwood. She is um, she has a mastermind group uh, for entrepreneurs, and she's doing great things. Uh, and what a mastermind group is, it's a support group for people, for like-minded people who are just trying to reach their goals, need to stay motivated, need to be around like-minded people, feel like they're part of a team to kind of push them forward and just keep them motivated. And uh, y'all make sure you check her out. That was episode 71. All right. But this week, listen, we're about to get the step show going, the whole dance, fitness. I'm telling you, listen, you're in for a treat tonight. I got Khalid Freeman. This guy has been around the world. Literally, he's been around the world. He's doing phenomenal things. He's a great guy. Oh, man, I'm telling you, he has so much to talk about gonna drop some gems on you guys man so hey it's episode 72 like i said you never know who i might have on the show so make sure you subscribe if you listen if this is your first time viewing my show i invite you to subscribe so i can continue bringing these great guests on here and providing value to you i do it for you can't do it without you always say that and i mean it mean what i say y'all without further ado we're not gonna keep the man waiting let's bring him in with a nice warm welcome and dive into his life just like that. Welcome to the show, my brother, Khaled Freeman. Hey, everybody. You know what <laughs> man, you are a dancing fool, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> right on, man. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. Ah, uh, no doubt, no doubt, man. Hey, I've known about you for a long time, been following your work ever since Stomp, man. Like, wow. listen, that... That show was amazing. That show was amazing. That that blew my mind. Like I had never seen anything like that before in my life. But listen, man, and, and we're gonna we're gonna go back because I gotta pray. And we're gonna talk about all these great things that came out of COVID for you, just in, on a personal level and everything. But I just wanted to know real quick. You said that you started doing body percussion when you were a young kid, right? Yeah, yeah. So so stomp kind of like just fell in line. That was like perfect for you then. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't like a new skill. I mean, I I, I refined it and got better at it, but it was yeah. something I was already kind of doing. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope. We're gonna jump back into that. But listen, first and foremost, before we get into this prayer, I like to start my show with a prayer real quick. But I just want to say congratulations. You're about to be a father. That's huge. Congratulations mm-hmm. on your marriage. COVID was COVID's been good, and you just bought a new home, right? 
I did. I did, man. Right man. on. Thank you. Life is good. You're blessed, brother. Right on. <laughs> You're blessed, brother. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, I, I like to start my show. With a, are, are you okay with that? We cool? Absolutely. All right, cool. All right, let's get it. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just praying this in his greatness with the world. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just allowing us to just share this moment in time together. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this platform. We just thank you for life itself, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just for loving us. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just give you all the glory, all the love, all the praise. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Allahu Akbar. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. 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 But yeah, man. Amen. So, amen. How's it feeling? Like you about to be a father, man. Man, you know, great. yeah. Of all the things I've accomplished, which is a lot, and I and I never would have seen myself being here and doing the things I did when I was five or ten or even twenty five. Um, the thing that I really wanted the most is to be a father. So I'm about to cross uh, this new next chapter with big arms. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. We're about wow you know two not two weeks uh two uh two months what we at 27 weeks what that 13 months 13 weeks left so i'm almost there (laughs) she's healthy and and happy man and i'm just watching and and enjoying every uh day of the process man because they they, when they say you got to be around for the moments like oh you do moments have already started man i'm like i can't believe it man i'm i get chills just thinking about like i'm 41 years old bro and i i've been waiting to be a father all this time so anyway so i'm looking forward to that and I'm, i'm my baby girl, baby girl's on her way. So oh, I yeah. got a lot of stories. The stories we about to tell tonight, I'm gonna tell them again, <laughs> and again, and again. <laughs> Heck yeah, boy, she about to steal your heart, man. That's 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 beautiful. That is beautiful. Hey, so now, okay, you say you're 41 now, right? You, you're starting a yeah. family. You got a wife. About to have a child. When the pandemic is over, are you still gonna tour? You know what? That's a good question. And that's a question I got to run by the wife you know, <laughs> because I, it's not just me anymore. And I got to make sure she's all right with me traveling. I went to L.A. just uh, yesterday for the weekend. I was I was blessed to be able to work the Oscars. OK, I was going for three days and my wife was like, baby, when you come home, you ain't never home. I'm like, it's three days. Like I'm used to, I'm used to being on tour for three, four, five months, a year, two years at a time. Like, right. So three days mean a lot. So I'm like, Ugh. I, to get out of the house and, and leave the baby and the wife behind might might take a little bit of a, a little bit of a begging. You know, I might have to get on my knees a little bit and help. But I don't know. I, I definitely want to continue working and traveling. We love to travel. Okay. Um, when and however I can take the kids and the family with me, that's probably how it's going to have to be done. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it's nothing new to your wife though, right? Because she she was in Cirque. Is that correct? Yeah, but she yeah she she loves traveling too. She's from Russia, but she. Um, um, has been in Vegas for 14 years. Okay. So she, she never... She was stationary doing the circuit. Yeah, the, the first show she did for five years, Kidam, she traveled the world with that show. Okay. So she was on tour for five years and then she's been here since, you know, since as long as I've been here, since 06 or 07. Okay. So Stomp, did Stomp bring you to Vegas and you just kind of like... Stomp out down? loud. Yeah, Stomp out. Just to, so you know that there's a difference, Stomp and then Stomp out loud, which is what Keith... Uh, Middleton, wow, child, shout out to my dude, <laughs> wow, and crazy. That's how I mean, I knew him before that, but that's how we started working together. Um, Stomp Out Loud is a larger version of Stomp, it's like the big brother, like 16 person cast, okay, versus the eight person cast. It's the traditional show that we know off Broadway, so okay, um, yeah, so you were in, what, clear that up, you were in which one? I was in all of them, I was in the national yeah. tour, the Broadway show, the, the Vegas show, okay, and then in the, yeah, Europe, yeah. 
So I was in Stomp and I was in Stomp Out Loud. The two-year run that we had here, which was two years, uh, which was too short. Uh, let me say it was only two years. We should have been here longer. Uh, I was here for the entirety of that okay. two-year run. But then that's it started off as a one-year contract, which turned into two. But I had never would never move to Vegas. I mean, it was 2006 when they asked me to come. I was like, you know, I'm 20. How old was I then? I guess I was 26, and I wasn't. I don't smoke, drink, gamble, sex and rock and roll. All, none of that interests yeah. me. So Vegas was like the last place a brother like me that's Muslim and that, that you know, whatever, that kind of behaves himself, let's just call it, right. would find himself like buying a house or retiring or, 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 or working, I should say. Um, but yeah, that's what brought me here. And I just stayed, man. There's a lot of reasons why, too, you know. Okay. So now the, the, the two-year contract one, that stomp out loud? That stomp out that loud? That was not- stomp out loud. So oh. stomp, stomp the show never... It was never in Vegas. Like that's a Broadway. That's the off Broadway. In it's off Broadway, but it tours as well. There's like five companies or four or five companies sometimes at the same time that uh-huh. you know do shows, whether it be in London, West End, or Broadway. You know, but so Stomp Out Loud was like a dream. I don't know if it was a dream child of of Luke and Steve, but it was definitely like a show. Actually, I got the trash can lid right there. I can show you. Um, to kind of expand on his idea, you know, he also did the Lost and Found Orchestra, and that was another experimentation in body, um, not body music, but just for uh, lost and found objects, you know, what I mean, uh, right. everyday items. But Stomp Out Loud was like any, I think any Stomper, like Keith or anybody, Carlos, all of them that was in Stomp and Stomp Out Loud would say that Stomp Out Loud was by far the best experience overall, not only because just having that much power, that much sound in the show, man, like on that stage, the and being in a permanent venue where you don't have to get right. up and break this floor down because like, the sound is the most important thing and if you got changed venues and you don't you know the acoustic everything is always different every city you go to but Stomp Out Loud had the perfect hall for that you know what I mean so how long did you do that in its entirety like not not the two year run but like across the board oh, I, full stomp break stomp, not nine years I did nine, nine years total. and that's what took you around the world I know you did like some other things too that, that oh were... man yeah I did a lot of things, man. I did, um, well, I started off as a Young American, uh, which is an organization, nonprofit organization in, in, in California, Southern California. It's like the godfather of show choir. So we do a lot of outreach tours uh, uh, to teach and uh, music theory, music and, and just music and dance and theory, you know, mic placement technique, all this kind of improvisation from K to 12. So it's like a three-day workshop where Eight, like we were 18 to 21 year old college students mm-hmm. going to it's kind of like a, you know kind of like a fraternity like you know contributing to the community trying to keep uh, K through 12 involved in music right. uh, if they were deprived or had lack of funding in those schools so we went to lesser uh, funded schools to kind of to kind of like really show them what it was like to be in show business or to just be on stage it was based around show choir and theater not necessarily movie or television okay. that didn't come till later but yeah, that's what that I started on tour with them. I did five five tours with them. But total, I did seventeen world tours now at this in, yeah. in this age, that's and I've great. been on uh, forty six countries. But my biggest, my favorite accomplishment is all fifty U.S. states. I don't know how many people can say <laughs> they performed in all fifty U.S. states. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably so not many. Probably not many. Yeah, so I, I I've been on a few a few stages here and there. You know what I mean? Wow, that's amazing. So when did it all start like professionally for you? Like how did you tell us how you landed the whole the first stomp gig? 
Woo! Well, Stump is uh was a dream show. I saw I saw Keith Middleton, Wild Child. I saw I saw the Stomp Out Loud DVD. It wasn't a DVD. I'm sorry. It was a VHS tape back in '96. <laughs> um, over and over and over and over again. I was only in high school. I saw it so many times, and uh, I saw uh, Carlos Thomas, who's a stomper. Shout out to Carlos. He's like my big brother, basically. He. He, he he was a young American as well. So he was an alumni of the group and he had went on to do Stomp. And like I like I kind of touched on earlier, I was already in my step team in high school. I was already stepping. I was the, I was just, you know, step masters, you know, whatever. I was the head of the um, Black Student Union, BSU, all that stuff in high school. So when I got to the Young Americans audition and to the Young American group, I was already, I was using that as my skill slash specialty, right? right. Doing stepping and body percussion. They were like, yo, you should meet this cat, Carlos Thomas. He used to be a young American. He's in Stomp now. And I was like, yo, for real? And so Carlos actually came back to the Young Americans group to teach us some Stomp material okay. for our upcoming show. So they put me in the front. I'm learning this stuff from Carlos. And I'm like in the front. I'm trying to shine. I'm doing my thing. And then um, Carlos was like, you know, if you ever come to New York or whatever, you know, you can audition. I'll put in a word for you. So basically it was Carlos ref and, and Coralisa. Coralisa De La Force, who was also a, a young American, put in a uh, referral, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, when I went to the audition, I did try out twice. Okay. The first time I didn't get it. The first time I got, I got, I got beat out by a, a, a guy you might know, Columbus Short. Oh you know, wow! He, who 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 we later on went on to film the movie Stomp the Yard. So okay. Um, yeah. So that was a. So anyway, so I got into Young Americans, and that's how I met Columbus, uh, Carlos, and Coralisa. And then I auditioned for Stomp the first time in 2000. Was that 2000? Yep. In the year 2000, it was me, Jason Nice, and Columbus Short, who was up for the role of Particle Man. I want to say that in my mind, it was the three of us. And it was the, they had to pick one out of the three because three black men that had skills that, that they you know needed for the role. At the time, not knowing, later you find out that, oh, okay, it was between y'all three or we couldn't take three particle men. We only needed one. So right. it turns out Columbus got the gig. And then I went on to do other shows. I went on another world tour with another company. And then um, two more years, two years later, I went back to New York on my last $268 on a flight to New York, stayed on a room with Jason Nias uh, to audition for three, four days, whatever it took um, to get into that show. And then that's how I got into Stomp. And it was like, I was 22 years old, dream come true. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, I done made it, Mom. I done made it. I'm off Broadway. I'm in New York. I'm here at the damn, you know, the Orpheum Theater. What? Tell me what? I ain't did the biggest thing. Like, I was, I was, I was, I was on cloud nine, man. And then not only did I behave myself, but I was pretty good at what I did. And I ended up, you know, booking or not booking, but like staying on contract for over nine years. So, wow. And by the time you got in, was Columbus already out? Was he gone? Yeah, we kind of swapped, you know what I mean? So it, we kind of, you know, you know, handed it, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I took his place or nothing, but um, yeah, because they hired another group of 11 stompers to, to fill in all the spots for the, the company. Because at that time, everybody, it was, it was jamming. Stomp was the hottest ticket and we uh, definitely needed a lot of bodies in yeah. all the different companies, so you know what? Give me, give me thirty seconds. This phone gonna die. I got a little charger. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm for sorry, sure. y'all. Yo, in, entertain them, cool car, yo. You know I'm gonna do what I do. You know I'm gonna do what I do, man. Hey, listen. Until he comes back, you guys make sure you guys click the link. The links 
in the description. Everything is there. He has his group, Melody, which we're going to talk about. They have a website. He has his own website, KhalidFreeman.com. And he has his Soul Clap Fitness website, which we're also going to dive into and talk about. So you guys can click those links, find out more information about that. Make sure you go and follow him on Instagram as well. That's at Khalid Freeman. It's spelled just like how it is in the lower third right there. So get that straight, get that right. Go follow him, show that love and support. He's amazing. He's doing amazing things. As you can hear, I'm just giving you okay. your roses right now. And oh, by the uh-huh. way, Keith and uh, Carlos are watching, man. They're over in the comments ah, over there. The God. OG Keith. I didn't know Keith was there before you like that. That's Dad, Keith OG. <laughs> been there. Yeah, that boy put his stomp, his stamp on that show, man, for sure. Man, yes, yes. He did it well. I think he said 19 years he was. Man, he a lifer, man. But but the thing is, his legacy, him and Carlos, they, they've left the mark, you know what I mean? And, and they're still doing it in different ways, like. I mean, I look up to him, uh, both of them cats, man. A lot of, a lot of brothers, man. Um, that really paved the way, let's say, uh, for cats like me that that really just had that that eager, that drive and whatnot. But Carlos, hands on, like taught me stuff. Like he was like, I'm gonna show you how to do these hands and feet. I'm gonna show you how to do these triplets with this this broom, you know. And Keith was just like, wow, just being live. And but he, <clears throat> we ended up doing a lot of work together. We went to Turkey. Uh, and, and, and yeah, we, we, uh, we did a whole summer together in Turkey recently. So we, we definitely, you know, we, we all tight, man. Okay. So y'all still working. You still like, yeah, yeah. Still I mean, I don't think there's, as far as Carlos are, you know, give another shout out to Carlos Thomas. I don't know another brother that's more similar, uh, that I, I mean, we have so much in common from the way we began, the way we began and then the route and, and the journey that we took from being, you know, I'm from Detroit, Albuquerque. Uh, high school, whatever, and, and him from upstate New York and doing his thing and coming out to California, a black man trying to sing in a choir made of, you know, a lot of white folks or whatever, yeah. let's just say. I mean, and then being that token, you know, bruh, uh, and then going on to do Stomp and then everything else from teaching because he does a lot of stuff with school and the kids and I admire him for that. So like, yeah, I digress. Oh. But yeah, them the bros right there. Hey, speaking of Stomp though, weren't you in Stomp the Yard as well? Yeah, man. So, like I said, Columbus, you know, and uh, Columbus was a part was Particle Man, and he was in Stomp when he uh, he had, they had the audition for Stomp the Yard. I don't know if he called me personally, but I went to, when I went to the audition, he was like, "Kyle, I need you to audition, man." But oh no, I found out later. That's what it was. I found out later after the audition because I went there just like everybody else trying to get a part. Mm. Columbus was like, "Yo, I knew from." jump that you was going to be on my team. I knew you was going to be a theta. I knew you was going to be in the movie. I couldn't tell you, but you was already casting and you just had to go through the process. So oh, I went wow. through all them. Yeah, man. But talk about one of the greatest um, audition experiences, the show, the movie itself, but like the audition, the, you know, the behind the scenes that people don't know is that you go to LA, man, and, and they want 40 black men uh, to play these two different, you know, fraternities, right? Right. Everybody that ever lived in LA, all I mean, as long as you looked like you could be in college, you know, what I mean, you can play like like eighteen to twenty five or whatever. Man, everybody named Mama came out. So the typecasting was like, if you're a female, that's tomorrow. That's don't even just get out the room. You ain't even supposed to be here, right? Right. So they cut all the women. They just left. This is this is how typecasting go, right? The second thing they said was like, if you look like you over twenty five. Peace in the bye-bye. Like, you too old to be in this movie. It's a college movie, so get right. gone. If you ain't black, you got to get gone. <laughs> like, no hard feelings. 
If, right. If you ain't it got is the, what it you is. Know, it is what it is. We do want a black university, you know, whatever. So um, that was like cutthroat. They was, and it is, it's kind of good that they do that because you don't waste people's time. Exactly. So now you got like about a good 80 to, you know, still got an 80, 100 bros in this building, right? right? Auditioning in a sweaty millennium back in the day, old school millennium studio. Auditioning for all these roles in this, you know, movie. And when it got down to like, you know, we learned the choreography, they, you know, one group at a time. Man, we got down to like, we still needed one more guy. This wasn't me. I I was in like, I was in like Flynn. I got in like, you know, round two or whatever. But they still needed one more brother. And it was this guy named Nate and, and, and Eric or whatever, and they had to go head to head because you just had to do the step over. I got the, 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 uh, and they would go by. You had to hold your pose, and if they tap you on the shoulder, you had to go home. You was out. Oh wow! And there was like a way, so you just holding, hoping they don't. And if you stayed, they would just you know eliminate people, eliminate to get down to who can do it better. And it was because stepping is audible, um, um, uh, acapella. I'm sorry. You can't you can't lie your way through that audition. Right. You can't fake that you got it. A lot of times you can like let the music take you all freestyle and do a little yeah. If you step in, which is what I love about body percussion in in general, is that you can't music don't lie. You can't lie. You, uh, math is music and music is math, all that stuff. Yeah. If you ain't making the beats and you ain't doing it, we gonna hear it. We're gonna see it. Right. So they doing the step, they doing it, you can break it down. They was tapping brothers, man. They was leaving. I was like, damn, man. And they got down to, you know, they picked me. I was over on the, on the right side of the house and they was over there. There was two brothers left and they was like, okay, whoever messed this up is going to get the part. And my man, Nate, I was like, root for him. He's like, damn, he got back to position and he was out. I was like, damn, cold blooded. Damn. But the, the experience really let the world know like how hard stepping was. So anybody that got that movie in those parts, they realized Man, stepping ain't easy. Right. Because a lot of these cats were LA dancers, you know, that were learning how to step for the first time or just kind of trying it at the audition, see how much they can get. Man, we got to freaking Atlanta and the truth was laid out. Like, <laughs> you ain't got it. Go over there. And they put their first row, you know, and things like that. So that's how I kind of got the shine. And Columbus knew he's like, yo, put Khalid in the front. He's going to be brother Khalid Greens. And that's where I got my whole uh name nickname and everything i was gonna ask you about that yeah man if people watch the movie they know i'm brother collie greens give me that beat one time and uh, and and for those fans out there that love the movies because there's a lot it's like a cult classic now man oh yeah the cast that, that that love that movie i'll tell you something about the ending that people might not know the director told us when we got down to the tiebreaker mm -hmm. it was time to figure out the winner Everything that we have prepared for in the movie, choreography-wise, he said, forget it, don't use it, it's not gonna work. Like, I want y'all to make it up on the spot right now. Wow. So you got you got five minutes to talk amongst your brother, Colin, and when we say action, we would say, brother, Colin Greens, and y'all just follow him. And they said, <laughs> give me that beat one time. And we just went, we winged it, wung, wung it. <laughs> that is not a word. We winged it. <laughs> Chicken wangs, we wanged it. And uh, sure enough, man, uh, it just went as planned and it was like it was like a real competition and I'll tell you another thing they don't know is that they separated us into different hotels you know yeah. you know, you had the Thetas in one and the Gammas in another and you know Chuck Maldonado who's the choreographer uh, was with us in our hotel and he was our leader or whatever and Brian White and then you had Dave Scott who was the other choreographer he probably I think he was in the other hotel and they just we were we were like never saw each other on the set 
and off the set until it was time to go to rehearsal. Wow. One first rehearsal, they battled. They was like, all right, tomorrow, or let's say today, we're going to have the Thetas show us what you prepared and the Gamma show us what you prepared. And the first day, I was like, oh, snaps. These and, and the, Because the movie is, as you know, the Thetas win. Right. But in the first rounds, we get our ass whooped by the Gammas, right? So that's how, you know, the stuff that they prepared was so fire, man. I was like, damn, man, they get all the good steps. I was like, man, and man, Chuck, man, why you give him all the good stuff? He's like, man, that's just the way the movie. And I was like, man, y'all, y'all know we can step better than like for real, for real. I was like, I was um, <laughs> genuinely ready to beat they butt. I was like, man, they can't step. They a bunch of LA dancers, man. Whatever, like, let's go, man. Me and Lil Lil C and and what whoever, you know what I mean? Because we yeah. had Lil Luda, we had bro Lil Luda. He was dope. And um, anyway, so Columbus uh, Chuck was like, man, make something up, and then we're gonna do the next scene. And that's when I made some of the stuff up for. Hot Wings was in that. You know, I did some stuff for the sh- for the movie, whatever, and uh, we just we did our thing, man, and we came back. Let's just say. <laughs> I got I got to go back and watch that, man. Now that you just told me some inside man, stuff. when you look at all them, like just like the the we on stage and Columbus is doing the fast triplets, and that's that stuff he learned in stunt. Let me see. You know when he does that? Yeah. All that stuff, that's he learned that in stomp. Like, and he's a drummer too, so he's definitely got the rudiments and the skills for all that. But a lot of steppers don't know how to do what we do. Like, so me and Columbus basically brought the world of stomp to stepping in a sense that, like, oh, okay, so there's more possibilities and there's more vocabulary, let's say, in the world of body percussion or percussive dance that steppers don't necessarily know about or understand or like or want to do or whatever yeah. and, and they stick to the traditional you know trade not trademark what's the word uh signature steps that they're they're taught right right so when we were stepping there was like yo i don't know what this brother collie greens like he do he on another level <laughs> and i i give props to once again columbus and i'm sorry it's uh, carlos and, and keith and all the stomp family who taught me how to use dynamics and who six eight you know different time signatures and things that really you wouldn't find in a traditional step show when it comes to like, cause it's, yeah. And so I was, I was bringing all kinds of stuff and I, and to this day, I've just gotten more and more uh, exposure to different styles of percussive dance. And I've tried to put all that into my, my work, you know I mean? What I do as a, as a musician and I consider myself a musician and we all should, all these dancers that are body percussionists that, or even whatever, like the way we hear music, the way we produce music with our body, makes us an instrument, makes us a, a musician. So uh, I, I don't let nobody pigeonhole me or let me, hey man, you a good dancer. Like, well, I'm more than just a dancer. I'm yeah. a percussionist, I'm an I'm a artist, I'm a musician. So, yeah. That, that's I, crazy, man, because I never looked at stepping, you know, as, as body percussion. Did, I didn't even know that that, I didn't even know look, man, that, you know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of people just say you used to the terminology and like, uh, and then that's all right. That's fine. But maybe that's why I'm here. That's what I do. What I do. I teach this a lot. I talk a lot about the difference between stepping and body percussion and all the uh, percussive dance styles that are uh, that are umbrellaed by percussion, body percussion. So if you think your body is an instrument, so you're, you know, we walk around with our body knowingly or unknowingly wearing an instrument. Right. When you learn how to utilize that tool as an instrument, you can like it just un 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 unfolds a, the a world of possibilities. You know what I mean? Like, oh, snaps. If you need to just snap it. I'm making music, right? Yeah. Simple. 
Wow. And then anybody can do that. You just got to have someone. You just got to learn it, right? Yeah. So we all have, we, God willing, we all have two hands and two feet and a heartbeat and all that kind of stuff. And we can kind of create these sounds. So um, you're, you're a musician, man. If you're a stepper, you're a musician. If you're a body percussion, if you're a, you do tap dance, ketchup, handbone, man, patting juba. There's so many. There's gumboot. There's a lot of forms, uh, haka, that you that, that use it strictly your body. As an instrument, you're a percussionist. That's because as we know, and what we teach in these schools, the kids is like the definition of percussion, whatever, is when you take one object and you strike it against another object and it makes a sound. That's all it is. It's a simple definition. And that means anything can, can make a percussion. Now you right. put rhythm to it, beats and rhythm and times and all that. That's where theory, that's where music comes in. But percussion is doesn't even necessarily have to be yeah, anyway. Rhythmic. Yeah. Right. Rhythmic or whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, tell me about MC Hammer, man. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. MC Hammer. I, first of all, I love MC Hammer. It's <laughs> funny you bring that up. That's, like, of all the people I work with, I well, I worked, I, I was a, I was, um, uh, Hip Hop International. Hip Hop International is a dance competition that is, uh, one of the most, I don't know, at least at the time, prestigious is the word I think I'm looking for um, event okay. for hip hop crews and even solo battles and stuff like that to come to Las Vegas for their final so there's world it's the world championship of hip hop dance right it's called hip hop international and MC Hammer in the year 2009 was getting a lifetime achievement award at this event and we were we were asked to dance for him uh, so they had me on stage doing all the MC Hammer moves and stuff like that, and you know for him and whatnot. So that was that's that's the story. But it was it was an honor to work or to to, to dance with and for him. So uh, that that's all I know. But other than that, like I just I'm a big fan, and I was I was kind of giddy, you know, because you know you know as a dancer when you're and I was born in Detroit. I, I'm, I'm 1980. Okay. Right. So my first concert I ever been to was Bobby Brown. So if you think about, and Bobby Brown was huge, right? You got 19, that was 1991. I couldn't go see Michael Jackson in concert. My was mom that, and daddy said I was Was that the Don't Be Cruel? Is that the Don't Be Cruel? Yeah, no, that was like, yeah, way, Tenderoni, right? all, yeah, man, he was bumping and grinding. I was 11. I'm like, why he half naked, mama? Why he, <laughs> he just is, you know, scandalous and, 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 and you know, but uh, he's very talented, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, my, my point was that MC Hammer, Bobby Brown, um, Kumo D. I'm trying to think who I was inspired by. Like there was a lot of cats that I was like into. You couldn't tell me nothing that MC Hammer was one of the most electrifying performers. Let's just say. So I wanted to be like Bobby Brown, MC Hammer, Michael Jackson. I wanted to be like the big dogs. You know I mean, <laughs> uh, and I don't know. That's that's a random question. I don't know. I never I haven't talked about MC Hammer in a while. But <laughs> my first concert was was I think it was 2000. I'm sorry, 1991. At a Bobby Brown concert. Bobby Brown? Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I got yeah. th- threw you off with that MC Hammer, huh? Dug- yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Dug, dug in your crates. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, we're going to talk a little bit about um your Soul Clap fitness. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> you digging in all my crates. Digging it all. <laughs> How did that happen? Like, what was that experience like? What was your contribution? Talk about it. Well, I, okay, right on, man. Well, I did the Super Bowl twice. I did Super Bowl 50, which was the big one because it was 50. The number stands oh. out. As well as it was Beyonce 
Bruno Mars and Coldplay. And then I did Super Bowl, this last one, what is that, 50, oh boy, LV. How I many, what is LV? The oh, 55? 55? I think it was Super Bowl 55. So oh, yeah. that is, um, that was with, you know, uh, The weekend. So I've done it twice. And prior to that, I did a movie um, about a Super Bowl, about a, about a football game called Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Okay. You might not have seen it. It's Vin Diesel. It was a movie about a soldier who comes home from the war after, you know, being a hero and everything, getting awarded with this, you know, a medal at, at a football game halftime show with the soldiers walking on the field. So I did that movie with a, a, a woman named KP. KP hired me on. It was in Atlanta as, as well. Okay. And that, that kind of, uh, that team of people, KP's team, she kind of hires like, you know, like when you know somebody, when you do a good job, they keep hiring the same people. So I got in bed with them and they kept hiring me for the last five years in all these different program uh, games, as well as the, the Oscars that I just did with the same people. So basically she likes working with young Americans, which is once again, the, the singing group in, in California. Oh. And because young Americans know how to make it work. You know what I mean? We know how to do all aspects of theater. We're kind, we're nice, we're outgoing and we're personable. We're teachers, we're, we're performers as well. But we um, know how to do, you know, stage, everything from wrapping the cable to, you know, mic placement techniques, singing, dancing, acting. So she knows that if I ask a young American alumni or whatever to do these jobs, it's going to it's going to work. We're going to okay. make it work. If there's a problem, we can solve it. And we make a great team. And her team is, you know, tightly knit. And that's who that's who hired me on as the, as, as a choreographer of uh, the Super Bowl. So I just basically my job, my contribution is just to kind of move people in um, from one side of the field to the other. Like I was on the field direction team. Okay. So our job is basically we're like 10 people uh, basically in charge of different quadrants or different portions of the field okay. and either teaching them the choreography, which is the kind of the easy part. But the hard part is getting them to the right part of the field, understanding what the hash marks and the mark, you know, the being field savvy. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a dancer, you know, stage left and stage right. You don't know you know well you know the end zone but you got to know that the 50 yard line is center field like you know what I mean? there's just different terminology it's not the same as a stage right because it's in a round and all this stuff so learning making sure they go to the right place and it's live and you can't mess up you ain't no take twos so right. once we break everybody run into the stadium we got to <laughs> make sure everyone's in the spot so it's it's kind of a hectic uh organized chaos but we we make it work man okay Cool, 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 man. So, um, the Oscars that that was part of the same thing, right? She hired you on, got you out. Yeah, she she hired me on once again to do a mass movement of people. You know, like this one isn't necessarily to take dance steps choreography to teach them, but we gotta have we gotta choreograph movement, right? Choreography is more than just dance, right? Yeah. So you gotta organize the commercials three minutes and twenty seconds. So we gotta get you know. Tyra Banks, you know, we got to get Holly Berry from her seat and we got to get her off over here and we got to get someone else into these seats for the next award because the category and the way the camera, like the cameras uh, got uh, choreography, they got to get through the aisles and they got to get over there to that actor. And then once the next category is done, we got to have a full house. So a house looks good. Also, but with this particular challenge, there's an operation, man, because we in a we in a different situation with COVID. So we got people, uh, the house can only hold, you know, I don't know, 170 people. It's different than the Kodak theater where you have, you know, uh, you know, you can see the everybody. You can see everybody in their seat. You just rotate accordingly. But this is like, you got people, like great people. Like we got 
you know, Daniel Kaluuya in the, in, on standby in the waiting room. Like, you got to, where he going to stand? Like, he over there just, just kicking and waiting for the category. So, anyway, so you got to put them in places and, 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 and try to make sure we wipe tables down. Like, it's a lot because it's COVID and all this stuff. So, hey, we pulled you, it off, man. You know what I was um, going to ask you, too? Because we didn't speak about Melody because that's another uh, limb of, of, of everything that you do. Did that, was, was Melody birthed out of stomp? No, no, no. We 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 kind of reunited in stuff because the me, Jason, and Antoine. So Jason Nias is the kind of the founder. It is not kind of. He's the founder, and creator, the artistic director of Molotti. Me and Antoine Davis, we are like his sidekicks. We're we're the vice presidents and choreographer of of Molotti. And they Jason started that in college. And all three of us are from Albuquerque, not from, but we lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico during high school. Oh wow! So we, yeah, a lot of people were like, "Yo, Albuquerque, like that's where the greatest step team of all time <laughs> came out of." Like, yeah, we came from Albuquerque, uh, doing that's high school crazy. step shows out there, and then that was obviously nineteen. I'm forty one. That was ninety eight. I was in high school ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Did you have a venture um, into El Paso, Texas? I used to live out there. Oh man, nah, I've been there. I've been there for a different show. Actually, I had a really big show. We did a Molotti did a big. 30,000 seat, anyway, show in El Paso. Was that like a Pacific um, Center or something? Nah, it was outdoors for a festival, man. It was like, oh. uh, it was like, uh, uh, anyway, different story. I can't see, my brain can't go back there. Far. <laughs> but yeah, but it was uh, Molotti. Molotti was started in, on the campus of uh, UNM, University of New Mexico. So um, long story short, in 2000, we kind of did shows there. And then it took till 2007 for us to kind of get back together in Vegas for the Stomp Out Loud show because the three of us got hired into Stomp Out Loud. Oh, and we was like, "Yo, let's let's bring Molotti to Vegas, man. Let's just do it here." Like, right. so we were like, we we mounted up, we started auditioning, got some cats to get together, and and let me see, this is one of the original casts. I got the poster. I, I'm still I'm still moving into my house, y'all. So I got stuff on the floor. <laughs> this is supposed to go up on the wall. If you can see Molotti. These cats, anyway, we we a group of group of uh, mixed race, mixed um, size, mixed you know co-ed, all that, and that's the beautiful thing, man. I'll tell another story about or thing about body percussion versus stepping traditional style fraternity sorority style. A lot of fraternities, obviously, have like I said, had the signature. They have all their values and the core you know beliefs and things that they do, so they stick to theirs, right? Everyone, it's like a it's a, it's a camaraderie thing. It's like a group of brothers that get together and they're going to they're gonna rip that particular frat or sorority. Now with Smolati, you can be black, white, female, male. You can be a drummer. You can be a, all kinds of stuff. So we collaborate a lot. And so it brings a new, a lot of dynamics to, uh, to uh, the art form. And it, and it basically, what's the word I'm looking for? Expands, uh, you know, you can you can stretch it in all kinds of ways, you know what I mean? But yeah, Molotti came out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, man. Okay, I, I was wondering about that. Because I, I did know that a couple of them were in Stomp with you, so I just thought maybe that kind of was birthed out of that because it's similar. I mean, I, I mean, the dance is, is one because it's you, so. But yeah, so that clears that up for me. Cool. Hey, how did you decide that you want to get into the fitness world with oh, those that? Fitness. Can I, hey, can I be honest? Can I be honest? What's up? Okay, so I was dancing. 
I was on Michael. I was on a tour with Michael Jackson, the Cirque du Soleil show. Okay. And you know, we worked hard, right? Dancers, we get the we 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 put in the most work, the longest hours, the most physical. You know, I mean, we're like athletes too. Dancers are athletes, and and it takes a lot to do what we do. And I I love and will fight for dancers to the end of the day. Um, but we get the low end of the stick financially, or you know, benefits, whatever. I said, man, if I got to keep doing this. I'm 27. How old was I? Anyway, I was, I was 30. Anyway, I was 30. I was in my 30s. I said, I can't do this forever. I heard the fitness, man. Fitness, you can. There's, a, it's a bigger industry. There's a yeah. lot of people. There's a lot more money to have been made. In my yes. mind, I was thinking at 20, 31 years old, whatever. I was like, I can't sell my dance classes fast enough, uh, uh, as much as I can sell fitness. Because when I did my body, you know. Uh, this, um, what's the word? Uh, business plan. Um, you know, they ask you all these questions, you know, look at di- demographics and, and what's your, you know, I say, man, there's that many millions of people that go to the gym and you can, man, let's go into the fitness world. So I was, <laughs> I was thinking about, I already do. Uh, it, it was Travis Payne. Who's the, who's the Michael Jackson choreographer, big shout out to Travis Payne, who kind of, along with my assistant at the time, inspired me to continue and to go into doing fitness with soul clap fitness. Right. He said, yeah, man, you, you're a great teacher. You're a great dancer. You love the camera and nobody can do what you do. So if you do that in fitness, everyone's going, you know, flock to that. You know what I mean? Because it's something different. Zumba has already had its run, even though they still killing it in the game. But, you know, there's only so much Zumba people can do. Let's see if we can add something new to the thing. I said, well, step and oh, another thing is that stepping is so physical, right? Yeah. And body percussion and stuff. I was like, man, this is a workout. That, it was a... I was in Japan doing some workshops for some stepping master classes and they were just reacting like, Oh my God, I'm, this is, this class is only 20 minutes. In. I'm, I'm sweating already. I'm like, Oh, I guess, I guess that is kind of a workout. Like I don't think twice about it cause I do it for a living. So yeah. I forget how rigorous it is. And I was like, man, I bet you if we turn this into a, you know, calisthenic like workout act, you know, whatever, I could probably make some money out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. So not only that, but actively, uh, spread the word and the love of body percussion. So Soul Clap Fitness, the name itself, does in, embody who I am and what I do. Soul, the music is definitely soul, 60s, 70s, and 80s soul music. Okay. And I, <laughs> I'm an old soul. Keith will tell you, you know what I mean? Um, and clap is body percussion. So if you clap, it's, it's the percussion part of it. And music, I'm sorry, fitness is the is the aerobic and the you know the benefits. Like so, Soul Clap Fitness was definitely birthed out of like the music that I love. Uh, I'm in shape. I love working out. I love dances with the fitness and as well as the, the body percussion. So, okay. I, I was trying to just kind of do something different. You know what I mean? I got a little, uh, I got a little clip to give everybody a little taste of. Oh, okay. Too. So yeah, let, let's nice little segue. Let's get to that real quick. Check us out, y'all. This is Khaled doing his soul clap fitness class. So y'all check it out. Get on the good foot. Right leg. Get those knees up. We're driving. Five, six. Are you ready? Let's go. Right leg start. One. Drive those heels into the ground. Here we go. Step, step, clap. Run. Yeah. Now shoulders side to side. Uh. Uh. Good. 
Let's go double time to the right. One, two. Stay on the rhythm. Shoulder blades. Squeeze them together. Same thing. And slow. Yeah. On that, man. That's what's up. It's my, it's one, it's my baby, man. Yeah, man. Soul Clap is my baby. Yes, indeed. And you and you partnered up with what? How do you pronounce it? Neo, Neo, Neo. You, Neo. You, yeah. And you run yeah. classes. Well, you do classes on their platform. Too, so right? yeah, they're they're on um on demand fitness on demand uh, app that provides uh, access to all the different forms of fitness and and aerobics um from from yoga to meditation to 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 dance and all the stuff. So I came in as a dance fitness uh, instructor. Uh, to teach on their platform, you know, uh, which which if if I can get into a little bit like the challenges of being an entrepreneur or fitness, the music licensing was the biggest challenge and still is. Always is. Find a way to do music that you know people love and know, uh, and sell it without you know, or not even sell it, but to to you know, because we teach in the gym, so they have a licensing umbrella. Yeah. That allows me to do the Shaka Khan, you know, and the wannabe, and the Michael, whatever, starting something. Um, but in the, uh, on my soul clap fitness, like this clip you just showed, that was a video, that was a music that was customized. How do you call it? Um, that's, that's like we made together, we made and this, and the classic songs, you know, like, you know, you know, like I said, uh, we couldn't really do on, on the website. So I, outs- they, I outsourced to Neo U and they had an umbrella. Okay. So I was able to kind of teach the, the, the songs that I wanted to, you know what I mean? Uh, that, that really were the 60s, 70s, and 80s soul classics right. that people recognize on their platform. And uh, so that was, that's a beautiful collaboration. That was kind of like your loophole to... to that was kind of like my way to be able to do that. So unless you come to the class or you become certified online or, or in person uh, or have a certain subscription, you are not able to to view the songs that are copywritten because it's on the back. You know, we don't, we don't put it on the website like that. We do it on a on a different uh, uh, platform, you know what I mean? But you do, yeah. but you do sell fitness videos on your website as well, correct? We do, on soulcloudfitness.com. <clears throat> you can go there, there's three different packages that we have for the cardio. So cardio is gonna have your music and you're gonna be able to dance along with me, like yelling at you, having fun, whatever. <laughs> and then you're gonna have the acapella version, which is called Become the Music. So that's where I teach like little, you know, little, four bar patterns of body percussion for those who are kind of more on that. I just want to do some, some step into a body percussion. Yeah. And then you got your, uh, uh, behind the, what's the thing? Yeah. Uh, all three, then you can get all three, you can get both packages and then behind the scenes, like what is it? Not behind the scenes. What is it? College unplugged. That's I think what we called it. Okay. So yeah, collard greens unplugged. So we also have that level one, two and three. So level one is lettuce Mixed greens is level two and collard greens level three. So I try to be clever with the with the the progression there. That's dope. That's dope. I like that. Hey, so I wanted to talk about um you were saying something on Instagram. You have pictures of your home, which is beautiful by the way. Your home is crazy. Thanks, man. Uh but you were saying you said something in the caption where you were like, for all the people who told me I couldn't make money being a dick oh man talk about that because you know there's a lot of people out there who who are discouraged by their loved ones their sister their brother their mother their father their aunts their grand you know what i mean they tell them like listen you should sure, no yeah. baby you sure you don't want to do this because I'm, and and, 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 I, I, and I hope god can talk 
hopefully God can talk through me and help me give this message out to y'all the right way. You know, hope a lot because let it flow. I, I will. I'm gonna say, man, that like if you're a dancer and you want to work, uh, you want to be a dancer, do that. I'm I'm never gonna say y'all can't dance. You can't be that. What you want to be? Anybody should be telling you that. If nobody is supporting you like that, um, they not they not in your corner. And Allah, we believe that. You know, when we get to heaven, inshallah, God willing, you might not be, you won't be in a different form, spiritual form, right? You're not going to be in this skin, in this body. So your brother, even your brothers and sisters and mothers and friends who you think are your friends, they not, it's a different world up there, right? Um, How do I say like, so we live this life according to Allah, to God's plan. And, you know, even your closest family member can be the one that's hurting you the most. And that's hard to say, man. It's hard for people to realize, like, yo, yo, yep. yo, girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever, you know, is going to say, yeah, I don't know. But you got to, I'm not saying you got to sh- cut them out your life, but you got to stay focused on what you want to do. And I, I was told not only as a male dancer back in the 80s, you know what I mean? When, you know, not to say being gay wasn't like, the, um, it was taboo or whatever. Like, they would call you gay or they would say that you, uh, mm-hmm. that's for girls or that, you know, you ain't gonna make no money doing that, you know, like play sports, man, you ain't, like we hit, like, you know, just this narrow-minded, you know, mentality that families have, that schools have, that they teach us in school, they teach us that we gotta go into debt and do all these other things because that's what the society, just running in circles, man, like if you wanna pursue that, and that's what I did, man, I was only, when I was watching Bobby Brown, I was watching Bobby, I said, man, I wanna do that. I wanna do that, I don't care what nobody say, my dad even, my dad, yo, was like, don't go into music, the, you know, drumming, you know, I said, I want to be a dancer and an actor and a singer. Cause I thought Bobby Brown was an actor and MC Hammer. Cause they did the little videos. Yeah. You know, you watch the little MC Hammer time. They're like, like, Oh, he's an actor, man. He, you know, so I was like, I want to be an actor, dancer, singer. And, and, and I want to, be, I want to win the, uh, not the Oscars, but then what's the award, the Tony award. I was like, I was all into it. I was like, that's what I want to do. My dad said, well, pick one, but maybe you shouldn't do any of that. But there, you know, after all these years, man, I, I'm on my fourth house, on my third paid-off car. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to brag or whatever, but like, yeah. I learned how to save, and all of this did. I did all this with my feet and my hands and my heart. You know what I mean? God gave me the tools in this body, and I danced my black ass off, man. I was, <laughs> <laughs> yo, I put food on the table and clothes on my back, and you know, and, and it, I didn't go to nobody's, uh, you know nine to five the yeah. last nine to five job i was i think in and out burger i was working in 98 and like i ain't worked a regular if you want to call it regular i don't i don't work because i have fun man I, I love dancing i love performing i love teaching and i do it like wholeheartedly and i don't feel like i'm at work you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I would say like for sure man like it's it's, it's not about how how much education like edu- i'm not saying you shouldn't go to college or school or nothing but as a dancer, you got to be smart, though. You got to be a smart dancer. People, Carlos and them would tell me, man, you are forever working, man. You always working. I was like, because I'm smart. I make good choices. Uh, I'm coachable. Uh, and I'm. Uh, and this is my advice to anybody listening, man. I would say, like, if you want to be a professional dancer, um, show up, be accountable, uh, be uh, uh, professional in the sense that, you know, you, you don't be late for stuff. And, and uh, be coachable. You know, if nobody can tell you, if you, if you think you know everything and you got it, I figured out, like, I don't know, man, I can, I already know how to, da- like, nobody want to work with that. 
and that goes for any any occupation, I guess, right? Yeah, so, sure. yeah, man, that's that's what I did, man. And I just like I learned how to listen, man. I learned how to be a follower, and then I was a good leader. Man, well said, right there. You gotta learn how to be a follower in order to learn how to be a leader. How are you gonna lead the people that's following you if you've never been there? You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're feeling. You don't know what they need to be led. You know what I'm saying? So, real talk. Real talk. Yeah. Yep. Well said. Well said. Thanks, man. Thanks. Man, yeah. You listen, man. You did it. You did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still doing it, man. I mean, like I said, I got a few more years in the tank. I'm, I ain't gonna limit myself because there's some some cats like Pop and Pete still doing it at 60. Like I'm like. Oh my God, if I can do this till I'm 60, <laughs> oh man, that's going to be what's up. Now, yeah, yeah. What type of, let, let me ask you this, what type of wear and tear on your body does it have though? You know what, that's funny you think. I was just thinking about, you know, all the stompers that have had injuries and all the dancers that have had injuries. Cirque du Soleil, right? I worked for Cirque du Soleil for oh, seven years. I don't know. I did a lot of work with Cirque and I've, I've seen a lot of, you go to the physio room in Cirque, and you see all the different ailments, man. You'll see people healing they everything from torn ligaments to like knees, shoulders, you know, neck, but like you just yeah. like, what, how did your finger get bent back? Like, so you can break anything in your, obviously in these shows and stuff. And you got to take care of that, eat well, sleep well, drink water. Um, but the wear and tear is uh, different for everybody across the board. It's, you know, don't think you're going to go through this without any, any kind of, bruises right? right and a lot of dancers is something you might appreciate too like when you watch these award shows you know perform whatever these these performances the dancers they are all nursing something just like a football player right yeah you watch somebody play football game 18 uh 16 weeks in you, you they like man my shoulder and they still playing the game like dancers go through the same type of beat beat down you know and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. God is good, man. God is good. He, he gave me the strength to, to push through all my pain and I haven't had any really bad injuries, nothing to like take me off the field or off the, off the stage entirely. Like I've missed four shows in, in, in Cirque du Soleil Four. that's a very small amount. I missed maybe eight shows in stomp, like in nine years. Like I just, I was a iron horse. What they call it? Work <laughs> Iron Man, workhorse, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I I don't know. I was able to, but my knee is starting to give out. It's starting to like to hurt a little bit. I got to, I got to, I got to sit down a little bit slower now. You got to ice them things on up now, huh? Yeah, man. I'll be, yeah, I got grunt a little bit differently. Well, what if, what if acting takes off for you? Cause that's like your newfound, I don't want to say newfound, but it's like you, you've, you've developed a, another, it's like a, you shifted a gear. And now you're like really going hard at acting, I, I should say, right? I, I do feel that way, yeah, man. And it's kind of like a pivot that we all do. I mean, it's a natural progression. And it's funny, I've seen other cats do like Columbus. And when he went into acting, I was like, man, you, but you were a dancer. Like, you known for that. Like, you great. You were, you know, Britney Spears. Like, how you going to be? Like, I didn't even see that coming. Right. And so now I understand. And now I'm actually into that. And it's not that much different than being a performer on stage. It's just doing it for the camera and telling the story, right? You're telling the story. And a different medium, right? You're trying to do it uh, through a lens. And it kind of comes natural for me. And I love it. And I'm getting better every day. And I'm pursuing it. And I got people in my corner. See what I mean? Like, I got people that support me. I'm not going to let the naysayers, like, tell me I can't act or that I don't, 
I, whatever. I'm too old to get started in acting. Like you don't gotta be a child actor. Like why? Right. No, because I know I'm. You know, art imitates life. So it's it, whatever age. You're never too old to be an actor. I'm sorry. Whatever. There's always a role for you. And call me clever, smart. Like it was. It's, it's kind of you know like it's a natural way. Like I said, my body can only do so much. We have a a, a, a clock. What is the word? Uh, you know, we have a. Our body has a clock on it as far as being on an excellent level, like on that perform. Like I can, I'm always going to dance, but yeah. on this high level that I'm at right now, like uh, you can't maintain that for too long. So naturally, I wanted to act it. So yeah. Yeah, set this clip up, man. I got a clip we want to show here. So you know what it is. Set it up uh, for the okay. audience. So uh, yeah, I, I made a clip with a uh, Billy McNamara. He's a really great actor. He's actually my coach, my acting teacher, one of them. And um, I did a scene for my acting reel. And it's a scene, uh, you know, I'll let you watch a little bit of it. Just a scene that it's a dramatic, you know, portrayal of a of a assassin using some some you know some men, you know some some drugs in a in a in a wine glass, whatever. But yeah, it's kind of cool, man, to try to, to try to um to try to be on scene. Like, so yeah, check it out, check it out. I'll be trying to be serious. I know I'll be funny all the time, but just be trying <laughs> to be serious. All right, let's <laughs> check it out, y'all. <laughs> Brandy. Brandy? Be a special occasion. <laughs> you know who I am? Of course I know who you are. You're not scared I'm gonna shoot you right here and right now? Nope. Wow. Rumors about you being fearless, badass. True, huh? What do you want? Want to see you squirm? Want to see that look in your eye right before I pull the trigger? Yeah. Well, you're going to be seriously disappointed. <laughs> it's funny, it's what they all say. <laughs> Good stuff. You finished? For now. Good. That drink? It's filled with scopolamine. Scopolamine? What's that? Devil's breath. And in a few seconds, you're gonna die of a heart attack. No one's gonna suspect a thing. <laughs> How do you know I drink that drink? I didn't. It was for me. <laughs> Got him! Got him! Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, that was oh, a great man. job. That was a great job. I think I, I mean that was my like first scene. So I've, I mean I've been working on scenes since then. That's almost a year. Not even, during the pandemic, man. I picked up uh, a lot of classes and picked up this skill, this love of acting. You know what I mean? Like. I took, I'm taking it seriously. I was really into it. Like for a year straight, I was in classes and then the pandemic hit and then uh, we kept doing it. I saw a lot of it on Zoom and stuff, but um, yeah, man, now I got me a little, little sag, you know, eligible situation. I'm a uh, show. I got a manager, agent, headshot, resume, man, you know. 
That's they gonna see me differently. Give me, give me, give me another year. Watch. Give me another year. You are gonna see me. Maybe I'm gonna walk down to Oscars. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, you know, God gonna find a way for me. I mean, you're right there in Vegas. You're gonna go back and forth to LA, do some auditioning. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They sending me to LA. I can, you know, <clears throat> but lately it's really fortunate to be. Um, yeah, everyone's used to these Zoom, Zoom yeah. self tapes. So yeah. self tapes are really popular in the in the norm almost now. <clears throat> so you don't have to do you know the hustle and bustle that it is to go to an audition driving right. down LA's streets all the time to catch a an audition and just come in slate and then go home like yeah. you will drive an hour to get to a you know a certain studio get there real quick and they all right come in slate your name and okay thank you very much and you go home like nah what like I was working do it all did my makeup all that to come to so now you can just do it from the comfort of your home. Not to say that's a cheat, cheese cheating way. Nah, but that's. Um, but it, it just kind of you know makes it easier to audition for more stuff. When it's time to shoot the film, you gotta obviously show up on set. I, I don't know if you know, but I'm an actor as well. So in Atlanta, that's that's life. That's the way of life. So first round is self tape, and then when you get the call okay. back, you go in. You know what I mean for your go see. I'm a callback, so yeah, that's that's real life. I got my whole setup here. I do my own stuff because I got tired of paying people. You like it's a big business out here with like all these self uh, these uh, self taping studios. Okay. And then think about it: if you got four auditions in a week and they charge you twenty dollars for the first hour or for the first fifteen minutes, and then it's X amount after. Listen, that yeah, up. you get you get you a little no thing. Look at that, man. man I got listen. what you got. You know what I mean? I got a little exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man, I got my little lights. This is my garage. I'm still moving, y'all. But I got my little lights set up. Yep. Yeah, man. That's how you got to do it. I got the green. I got the blue. I got black. I got white. Yeah. You got. Yeah, I got a couple different. Let me see. Am I still on there? Yeah. There we go. Hey, are you on? Yeah, um, are you on Actors Access? Are you signed up with Actors I, Access? I sure am. Yep. Yes, indeed. I'm on Actors Access. Uh, Kyle what, Freeman. What about Casting Network? I'm on, yep, LA, um, yep, Casting Networks, because that's what Claire's doing. Yeah, Casting Networks. Yeah, Casting Networks, they do a lot of commercials. They got and I'm on uh, Frontier, what, Casting Frontier, I want to yeah. say? Yeah, yep. So I got like three, man. I'm paying that annual membership, you know what I mean? So somebody, yep. <laughs> somebody yep. book a brother, man. Let me do them commercials, brother man. Gotta, brother got to recoup. <laughs> yeah, I got to recoup these, these funds. I mean, it's not that expensive, like you said, like, how it used to be, I'm sure, back in the day. Maybe it's the time is right to get into it, like, you know, not only financially, but uh, let's just say being black in America is good right now. Right. As yeah, an yeah, actor, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. we're getting our shot, we're getting our chances. If, if you remember just yesterday, the Oscars or two days ago, you know, we came home with a lot of, with a lot of, you know, a lot of weight. Yeah. A lot of I, gold in the hand. You know I, mean? I think, uh, and, that, and that happened with the Grammys too, man. So it's like, you know, they, they feeling it. They feeling it. They know they got to do better, and they trying. You know, they yeah, trying, they yeah. trying to show us, show us a little. Well, bit. hey man, good luck to you, man, and keep doing it. Like I didn't know you, you know, you pursuing it like that. That's that's props, and man, let's keep in touch, man. Maybe we can give me some advice. We can share. Chop yeah, up, for sure, forth, man. For sure. It, I mean, we all got to eat, man. And this, and at the end of the day, it's about telling the story. And you got, if you can tell the story better than me, the story's gonna be told. And I want you to tell the story. I want all people to see these these this work, man. Yes. Because people get. I thought Hollywood was all fake and all that. Like, you know, it's a lot of quality stuff out there. 
and yep. a lot of good 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 messages it you know I, i'm not saying we shouldn't watch tv and get rid of your computers and get rid of your iphone like i know a lot of it can be a waste of uh mental time you know space right yeah we got to make sure we pray and that we we give thanks to god and that's the first thing we do but but like i know that it depending on what you watch on tv you can get something good out of it you know what i mean yeah. just like you know just like you know just like back in the day, you know, we only had about six channels on my TV. So there was no binge watching Netflix, all you can eat, all you can, you know, the buffet of, <laughs> of, of content. Right. Now it's just overwhelming, but there's stuff to be told in these, these, uh, these, especially these black stories, man. We, we need to tell our story. So. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's so much out there, but there's so much opportunity, so much opportunity now um, with all these indie films and stuff like, you know, indie in the uh, film houses, I should say, just and then and then able to, being able to put it out yourself too. Like you can get your stuff yeah. on Netflix, on Amazon. You know what I mean? On yeah, Google. yeah, yeah. You can put it on there. You don't have to be a major motion picture to have your stuff on there. So it's just so much opportunity. So yeah, brother, keep doing your thing. I'll definitely uh, keep in touch with you. We can exchange numbers when we get off air, or whatever. And yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love to keep in touch with you about that, man. It's all about community. For real. There you go. For sure. Each one teach one. Each one teach one, man. Exactly. You know, we do a little we do a pledge in the elementary school. We teach K through twelve. Well, not always. Well, we, we can do all ages, but we do a lot of workshops, arts education with Movati. So one of the three things we do, not only the live performance, the big, you know, production show, uh, we do corporate events and then we do arts education. We teach a lot of kids um, a pledge, you know, good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better, until your better is best. And uh, that's something we preach and we say over and over because we really want kids to understand that they, they're going to fail. They're going to do things wrong the first time, but you just got to pick yourself up and try again and, and, and keep on working at something. And life isn't always going to go as planned, right? So right. if you if you learn how to step, if you learn how to you know write an essay, if you learn how to do certain things like good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. So I don't know why I'm saying that, but I just it got on tangent, but I just, that's... Yeah, that's the pledge we give to our kids, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, they got community, man. Community. Because nowadays these kids, boy, they get so discouraged quickly. It's crazy out here, man. It's crazy. But you know what? No, they're under a lot of pressure, and it's 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 up on it's it's up to us to basically show them better, to teach them better. Yeah, they listen, you know, but they're under a lot but, of pressure with all the social media and all the all the images, all the imagery that they're seeing, and a lot of this stuff ain't even real. They don't know the difference. They can't differentiate entertainment from real life. Who's capping? You know, and who's lying to you? Yeah, yeah man. man. So yeah, this this. I mean, even as adults, we get bamboozled, man. We like, oh, yeah. what? Oh, so that's that that don't really exist. Oh man, I thought that whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy to figure this out, man. Bringing kids into this world, you know, we well, we got to get tough skin, man. We got to learn how to like think for ourselves and not be, you know, sheep, cattle, whatever into into like the, the what everybody's doing, man. And right. if we can kind of critically think critically and and, and really, um, I don't know how to differentiate, like just be you know constructive and, and critical when you decide what you want out of your life, man. These yeah. kids are being hit against the head with so many different ways but they got to be coachable too man once again they got to know how to yeah. listen to their elders and respect your elders man i'm going through this with some kids now man i'm like come on now like that's your mama 
Right. Your mama ain't gonna try to steal you wrong. She gonna love you to the day you like, and your daddy's gonna love you, man. Like your parents are there. If they're not there, whatever, there's there, there's people that love you that are around you. And if you just give them the benefit of the doubt, stop challenging everything you hear. Like well, I, I can do it. My, you know, I, I don't have to do that. I'm like, okay, the real world is right out. Like it's right there. It's right, right outside the door. Right. And once you grow up and you get older, you might understand that we was trying to get you, guide you in the right way, but. Yeah, man, I, it's not easy, man. There's no blue, no blueprint because we grew up in different times, and our daddies were they was teaching us the challenges that they were facing at the time. Yeah. Yep. And now there's this new, like, there's a global warming. There's all kinds of like conspiracy, like all oh, vaccines, all like how are we gonna teach them the right and the wrong? And yeah, sorry, I I, I can talk all day, man. You better cut me off. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't even know what time it is, but I gotta break my fast. So I'm gonna oh. drink some water here. Is this? Oh man, it's 11 10, man. We've been on here for an hour, and 10 minutes. We were talking 30 oh. minutes. We listen. I told you when it comes okay, to you, right, you good. Right. I ain't stopping you. So yeah, we yeah we did that. All right, cool man. Sorry. <laughs> nah, but it's all love, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, hey everybody, make sure make sure you check out Khalid and all that he's doing. Follow him on Instagram, Khalid Freeman. Also, drop your websites again so they can go check you out. The, the websites are in the link, but go ahead and drop those things, man. It's soulclapfitness.com. It's the way it sounds, soulclapfitness.com and collegefreeman.com and actually Molotti Live, M-O-L-O-D-I-L-I-V-E, Molotti Live. So that's my com- all my companies and my individual platforms. So, and then on Instagram, I only got Instagram and Facebook, so I don't do Skype, uh, what they call it. Yeah, What's, I don't do um, all that other stuff either. Twitter. Twitter. Oh, yeah. Other, yeah, Twitch and there's too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who watching video game? Okay, <laughs> yeah. right. Check me out, y'all, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, and listen, on his website, he does have workout videos that you can purchase. So if you're working from home, you're not getting to the gym, you can do it at the in the comfort of your home, and and this stuff is unique. Soul Clap Fitness, y'all. Soul Clap Fitness. Check him out. Check it out. Support black business. Support independence. Support small business. All that. Just support. All right. Hey, listen. Thank you guys for tuning in. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be kicking it with another guest. You never know who I might have. So y'all tune in. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Come back and see your boy again. Cool car. We out, y'all. Thanks, Khalid. Appreciate you stopping through. Kicking it with me, man. Thank you. No doubt, man. Much love. Yes. Blessings to the family, to the little one on the way, to the marriage, to the home, to all the things that come for you, man. God bless you, brother. And we out of here. Peace and next. Peace till next time. We out.